Sports Show, a proud part of the Back Row Sports Network. Hey everybody, welcome again to the Back Row Dolphins Show. Thanks for joining me yet again. As usual, it's me, it's Bark, bringing you the latest and greatest and everything that I can find on the Miami Dolphins for you and for me. So today we're going to talk about some of the guys that Miami had looked to bring in on its 30 allowed pre-draft visits. Obviously, that has been affected by the elephant in the room, which I'm not going to talk about because this is about the Dolphins. So every team in the NFL gets 30 allotted visits pre-draft. They can bring in 30 guys, so they have to use those pretty uh sparingly they they have to be careful on who they bring in there's not a lot of room for a smoke screen you don't want to bring in a guy that you're not really interested in because you only get 30 you get 30 you can bring in 30 guys talk to them run them through the paces and uh see if they fit your team mold so with that being said i kind of want to talk about uh the position that they have seemed to be focused on the most which is offensive tackle so Julian Davenport was our left tackle from last season they're not sold on this guy and I'm not either I mean with some development he could end up being a pretty good player but there's really no reason to hedge your bets on him when you have the draft capital that Miami has so they've been bringing in guys well okay they can't really bring them in this is the list of guys that that they were wanting to bring in so they were looking at uh, LSU lineman Robert Hunt and Kevin Dotson. They were looking at Austin Jackson, Tristan Wirfs, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. And they also had their eyes on a couple second-day center guard combos in Temple's Matt Hennessy and Washington's Nick Harris. So they, they've been doing their due diligence on offensive tackles. So I, I, I really do believe that you can feel assured that we will come out of the first round of this draft with an offensive tackle. Maybe they wait till round two. So round one or round two, we should come out of this draft with an offensive tackle. So the fact that we couldn't actually hold the visits with these guys is a little bit discouraging. But but I think Miami's got the resources, and I'm sure they've got the tape and the scouts that can pinpoint exactly who they wanted they probably just wanted to solidify this through the visiting process, and sadly, they can't do that. But to know that they were investing a lot of time and resources into finding the right offensive tackle for their system is comforting to me, because to me, that is maybe more important than grabbing a quarterback at five, is making sure we come out of this first or second round with a high upside tackle prospect. So if it were up to me, I would spend my first two picks solidifying the offensive line and just draft a quarterback at the late first, early second, and that's just because I covet Joe Burrow. I I don't want to move up for Tua. So another thing that kind of relates to what I just said, which I don't believe this is the actuality of the situation, but there was a lot of interviews uh reportedly now some of this information is coming from the Miami Herald reportedly a lot of interviews a lot of FaceTime uh, conversations went on with day three and free agent quarterbacks so 
quarterbacks that are projected to go on day three or projected to be undrafted. And a few of the names floating around that Miami has been interested in and has been talking to is uh, James Madison quarterback Ben DiNucci, Florida International University prospect James Morgan, who is rising up the ranks, who I'm a really big fan of. This is uh, th- this is that Kirk Cousins opportunity. This is that Washington opportunity. James Morgan should be drafted as a guy that can be a fallback option in case your first or second round quarterback didn't work out. James Morgan is a guy that you could develop in two to three years to be a starter. He could be the next Kirk Cousins in this league. So I do love the fact that Miami has some loose ties to James Morgan. I don't know a lot about James Madison uh, quarterback, Ben DiNucci. I don't know a lot about him. So I'm definitely going to start doing my research on him. But apparently he completed 70% of his passes had a great touchdown interception ratio, and looks like a small school prospect that could produce at the next level. A, another guy that they're somewhat tied to is Michigan's Shea Patterson. I don't absolutely hate this, but it, it, let's let's theoretically say that Shea Patterson is a guy Miami drafts with one of their seventh rounders. Then I'm okay with that. Like I, I just believe that we need to draft two quarterbacks in this draft. I do believe Josh Rosen needs to be traded. I don't even care what we get back for him at this point. We already found out that he is not the guy. Uh, He did not play well in in limited time with Miami. He clearly got outplayed by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And when a guy with first-round pedigree gets outplayed by Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's time to move on. I guarantee there's a team out there that thinks they can resurrect Josh Rosen's career and would probably give us a fifth or sixth round pick for him. I don't care about the loss of the second rounder last year. It's in the past. It's time to move on. This is a deep class. We could definitely get a guy in the fifth or sixth round that pays more dividends than Josh Rosen on this Miami team. So by all means, I hope they do take a stab at one of these late round or free agent quarterbacks. And they've they've got an extra seventh round pick. So go ahead and grab the guy instead of letting him sign with whatever team he wants. Go grab your James Madison. Go grab your Shea Patterson. We just need a developmental guy as a backup in case Tua Tagovailoa is the guy and he does end up being an injury prone quarterback from the get go. We have to have that insurance. Ryan Fitzpatrick is an older quarterback. You could almost look at the Dolphins as technically having no quarterback for even the foreseeable future because Fitzpatrick could retire after 2020. I doubt it, but he could. And if we trade Josh Rosen, well, we got Jake Rudock. That's not a good idea. So two quarterbacks in this draft is absolutely the way to go. So I am encouraged that Miami is looking at more than just the guys at the top of round one. But that leads me into the next mini segment of the show. Uh, Apparently, Joe Burrow has made the statement that he would be happy to play for the Miami Dolphins in 2020. Now, granted, I don't think that Cincinnati is going to budge off uh, off the first pick in round one. So ultimately, I don't see us landing Joe Burrow by any stretch of the imagination. But the fact that he said he would be happy to play for Miami gives me just a shred of hope that he pulls an Eli Manning on draft day and comes out and blatantly says he has no interest in playing for the Bengals. 
While I do not believe this will actually happen, I still would like to see it happen. Joe Burrow is the top guy on my wish list for the Miami Dolphins. And, of course, Tua is my number two, but not to trade up to grab. It would be a fine pick at five overall. There's also a lot of buzz right now that Jordan Love has enough upside that Miami could possibly stay put at five and select Jordan Love. I would not be opposed to this as well because we need to keep our draft picks. I've said that episode after episode. I don't want to make a whole lot of moves to move up. I would almost rather start moving down starting at pick 26 and acquiring even more draft picks because we're we're on to something here. We're going somewhere. Free agency was good. The draft can be great. We just have to use our resources wisely and acquire some more resources if possible. Now let's talk real quick about the draft because it's going to be all virtual this year. There is not going to be a crowd. Everything is going to be done by way of video conferencing and the internet. And apparently Miami is going to hold a virtual online draft party on April 23rd, uh, day one of the draft. That should be interesting. I will try to be there. Hopefully I'll see some of you there, but there's definitely going to be some servers crashing on draft day. It's going to be absolutely huge at a time where people are watching Tetris tournaments and old bowling competitions and video game competitions. We're finally going to get a little shred of uh, uh, sports here, and I don't count the WWE as actual sports, but we're actually going to get something worthwhile to watch that has something relating to football and our Miami Dolphins. So I do hope to see everybody there. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work, but I guess we will all find out on April 23rd. Now, going back to the whole virtual draft thing, it also was announced today that uh, the NFL is going to hold a mock draft involving all 32 teams. So they are going to essentially do what us fantasy players do every single year, and that is get in on some mock drafting. So that should be interesting. We'll find out how well the virtual NFL draft is going to work out after results from today. I would imagine there will be some kind of announcement of some kind telling us it went well, it didn't go well. Who the hell knows? It's a crazy time we live in, but football is football. I'll take it in any way, shape, or form I can get it. And that will be it for the virtual stuff. Let's circle back around a little bit and talk about another name that Miami has been heavily linked to. So here's real quick, a preface, something that that is a detriment to us in a large way is we couldn't look at any of our local prospects. Jerry Judy is a Florida guy, Alabama college, yeah, but he's from Florida. So there's a lot of high-profile guys that we had a chance to look at before all this crap in the world shook out and and came down on us. So there's a lot of due diligence that's not able to be made. But in reading about the plans that Miami had to do their due diligence, it looks like they were going to send the whole damn team to Alabama's pro day for Xavier McKinney, the safety uh, stud first round safety. We assume he's going to be a first rounder. And that's very telling. Like we're starting to maybe possibly see 
where Miami's draft plans are going. Now, granted, we can't believe everything we read. I almost think that Miami's pulling a reverse psychology times two about Tua Tagovailoa. I almost think that they're avoiding him to make teams think they really want him, but maybe they actually don't. Kind of a, a double reverse psychology going on there. So we can't believe things just because we hear that Miami covets a guy or does not covet a guy. It's just hard to tell. It's smokescreen season, but apparently Miami was prepared to send half the damn staff to go check out Xavier McKinney, and that is a huge area of need for us. So we break that down and look at our three picks in the draft. This is why we shouldn't trade up uh, to grab a quarterback because it will likely cost us one of our first round picks, and we're kind of set up perfectly to go quarterback, safety, and offensive tackle. Now, granted, we could probably use a future first or a second or something to move back up in round one to grab a tackle. And hopefully that's the case on some level, but I can pretty much guarantee you we will come out of the first round with a tackle and a quarterback. Hopefully Xavier McKinney is something we can also come out. I would I would be ecstatic and give Miami's first round an instant A if we grab one of the top four quarterbacks in this draft and Xavier McKinney and we make a move up or stay put for an Austin Jackson, that would be a fantastic haul for our Miami Dolphins team, and we would be well on our way to better seasons yet to come. Now, since we can't do our due diligence at Pro Days and our due diligence with the 30 allotted visits that every team gets to talk to and work out players, we're going to have to go off of our full off season of work. So, one of the things that's been suggested, I can't remember who this was and where I saw it, but one uh, team personnel, I believe it's someone from the Steelers, is suggesting that due to the pandemic and the lack of visits and the lack of due diligence that we can do on players right now, that we extend the draft to 10 rounds. Every team gets three extra picks. And to that, I got to say probably not the best idea, honestly. So I don't know if there's language in the CBA that would say you have to guarantee anything past a seventh round pick. I don't even think seventh rounders have guarantees, but it just seems to be a little messy. These guys are going to be free agents. You know how the draft goes every year. As soon as the draft is over, free agents start signing left and right, and they sign for who they want to play for. And again, many episodes I've said this on, folks seem to want to play for Coach Brian Flores, so we have a really good chance to land some high-profile, undrafted free agents. They rarely work out immediately, but sometimes when they're stashed on practice and taxi squads, taxi squads, that's total fantasy football talk there, when they're stashed off of, uh, stashed on practice squads, over time, they develop and end up being contributors. So I feel good about our chances, whether it's a 10-round draft, a 7-round draft, an 8, 9, whatever. I feel good about our chances anyways. So bring it on. I'll take the extra three picks gladly. I could care less either way. But it is interesting nonetheless that some of the owners and GMs are not exactly bucking hard against what the NFL is doing. 
but making suggestions to just squeeze a little more out of that NFL life. So do I agree with the draft continuing? Yes, this is not an event where we all have to be in close quarters. I say we as if I'm going to be part of it. Maybe I will someday, uh, but we we forget we can do these things now. We have video conferencing. We have ways of communication. Yeah, it's not going to be quite the same, but the world needs this. I need this. Miami needs this. So I am looking very forward to the NFL draft, regardless of whether it's live with a ton of people or not. Look at the WWE. They just held WrestleMania. I thought it looked like a bunch of garbage, uh, but apparently it did really well, and a lot of people were praising the fact that they pulled it off. I personally watched a few clips with no audience watching wrestling, and I was bored to tears, and it just sounded weird. There was a hollowing silence everywhere. So hopefully they can get this right. Like, if we can get McShay and Kuiper, you know, on a split-screen video, I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. Football is football. The draft is probably one of the most exciting times of the year, especially for a Miami Dolphins fan, because we don't get to watch our Dolphins play in the playoffs or a Super Bowl. So the draft is essentially our Super Bowl. So I'm pumped. I hope you guys are pumped. Short episode this week. Just because there's not a lot going on, but I hope and pray that over the next week or two, we're going to get a lot more news, some signings, even if they're low-key, and maybe just some more draft rumors, maybe a few player trades to talk about. I'm not opposed to talking about what some other teams are doing around the league, so maybe I just will, but we'll see. Miami, I love you. Hope you love this show. Check out the Back Row Network. We have lots more shows to choose from. If you're not strictly a Miami Dolphins fan, you can just Google Back Row Show and most of those will pop up or search them on your podcast provider. And don't forget to check out the Back Row Fantasy Show. That is our fantasy football show. It's the creme de la creme of what we do. And this is just an offshoot of that, so to speak. So check those out. We would love to talk to you. Interact with us at The Back Row Show. You can talk to me at Back Row Fins, F-I-N-S. And you can talk to other shows on the network. You can see who all is on the network by going to Twitter and checking out The Back Row Fantasy Show at The Back Row Show. We have posts showing what teams are up, what teams are available, and we repost the shows that they are doing. And there's some dang good shows out there right now. So go check those out. If you want to talk football, I'm here at Bark Back Row on Twitter. You can find me on other places and social media as well. And we're all home. We may as well talk. Let's get together, talk football, try to not think about the crazy crap going on in the world, and keep moving forward. Just keep swimming, as Dory would say. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll, as in me, I'll see you next time. Stay safe and fins up.